This episode is brought to you by 510Co. I don't know about you guys, but I'm sick of taking L's on sneakers app, and especially taking L's on getting basketball shorts. Are you tired of taking L's on basketball shorts? Check out 510 at 510co.com. The most comfortable NBA-inspired basketball shorts at an affordable price. Everybody should be able to drip on and off the court. No L's, ever. 510co.com. That's 5-T-E-N-C-O.com. Also check them out on Instagram at 510co. Hey, what's up, everybody? Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Killer Crossover Podcast. It's your boy, E-Man. What's goody? It's your boy, Mo. And today we're going to be doing a little playoff preview, NBA playoff preview for you guys. Uh, we got the Thunder and the Pelicans playing in their... Uh, Actually, it's not- the Timberwolves. Oh, sorry. <laughs> the Pelicans and the Timberwolves. Or, no, OKC and the Timberwolves. Dude, I am yes. all messed up. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we hella just reviewed this too. <laughs> OKC and the Timberwolves uh, playing right now for that eighth seed. Um, and the rest of the playoff matchups are already set. So without further ado, let's get into it. Let's go. <laughs> All right, Mo, welcome back. Uh, it's been a couple weeks since we last recorded. Um, and, I mean, what what a better time than the start of the NBA playoffs. Yes, yes, man. Besides uh, besides March Madness, this is personally my favorite time of the year. Uh, NBA playoffs uh, tip off tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got a full weekend, full slate of games. Uh, so let's get into it, man. Let's break down the matchups. Let's do our series predict- predictions and um, get our thoughts and analysis on each series. Yes, sir. This is what they call the real season in the NBA. Yes, this sir. is where the games count. So yeah. let's, uh, because the East is already completely set, let's go ahead and start in the East. And then okay. hopefully by the time we get to the west we have a little bit of a better idea of what the matchups are going to be like but um let's let's start with that one eight miami just won today in that uh play-in game against the atlanta hawks no the chicago bulls (laughs) yeah they beat the bulls at home after losing to the atlanta hawks at home so they had to play another game to get that last playoff spot um, as far as that 1-8 matchup man I'll start it off I mean this should be an easy series for the Bucks. Uh, the thing about these 1-8 matchups man as number one seed you don't want to look past your opponent you know what I mean you don't want to look past right. to the to the uh, to the, the semifinals I mean Milwaukee knows that they're a better team and these two these two teams know each other they yeah. know they yeah. They played each other uh, uh, for a while now. Um, they didn't. They, I don't think they faced each other last year. They did not. But the last couple of years, they faced each other in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So again, they know each other's tendencies. They know each other other sets. Uh, but it's gonna be a. It's gonna be come down to will. Uh, you know, both teams are great. Offense, uh, defensively, excuse me. But Miami really struggles to to score the ball consistent, consistently. And I think Giannis has figured out that defense. So yeah. I'm going to go off the bat, and I'm just going to say if my, uh, if the Bucks are fully focused and take care of business, I see this ending in the sweep. I I completely agree. Um, I I definitely had a sweep. If again, I mean to your point, if the Bucks come out focused. But at the same time, even if they don't come out completely focused, I think they still pull yeah. it off in a, in, in a sweet way. Right. Um, yeah. Miami just doesn't have enough. So they have the defense. They just don't have enough three-point shooting. Uh, they don't have enough firepower. Right. And it's yeah. easy for the Bucks to defend when they know they don't have to worry about three-point shooting. Right. I mean, really, right, right. now, their only three-point threat is Kyle Lowry. And he's pretty inconsistent. So. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's that's Mac, Max Struess did hit Mike Max Struess, excuse me, did hit what six threes tonight against the Bulls. So, 
that, that might be true. more of an aberration, but you know, if I yeah, I would if I'm the Bucks, I would definitely uh, I'll put uh, wiggle that it. minor detail right <laughs> in, in the scouting report. You know, just right. keep high on shoes, but and unless unless Oladipo comes out and he's like Oladipo of old, yeah, <laughs> exactly. It should be a fairly easy matchup for the Bucks, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, for sure. Yeah. All right, moving on to that two-seven matchup. Uh, that was decided on what was that Monday or Tuesday? Yep. One of those yeah. days. Um, Celtics versus the Hawks. Man, um, I'll go ahead and take this one. I think I, I'll get. I'll give the Hawks one game, um, and that's given the fact that. Trey could go off for however much, and then um, you still got. I mean, you still got the consistency of Dejounte Murray. You got, you know, um, the offensive firepower of the Hawks, really, because their defense sucks. Their defense is pretty yeah. trash. But um, the so and the Celtics should be able to sweep them. I wouldn't be surprised yeah. if they sweep them. Yeah. But I, again. The fact that Trey can go off, I'm I'm giving them one game. Yeah, yeah, I I, I would agree with you, man. Atlanta is in a lot of turmoil. Uh, you know, they um, they parted ways with Nate McMillan um, mm-hmm. this during the season. They hired Quinn Snyder, but there's a lot of chatter around Trey, bro. Yeah. A lot of chatter about his future uh, with the Hawks and. Reports came out earlier this week saying that the front office is kind of monitoring his his habits on and off the court. And that's a bad sign when you're the franchise player, you're the face of the franchise, you're the team's best player, and yeah. your front office is, is kind of questioning your commitments or your mean, commitments the, to the team. But before that, they okayed his being traded already, like in right. this offseason. And it's right. like, so... Yeah. Yeah. So that kind of led to Trey being like, okay, you you guys are really going to think about trading me. I'm going to show you. Right. And then he goes off yeah. in that playing game. Right. And exactly. You mentioned, you mentioned something, you mentioned something big. I don't know if I've ever seen a head coach get fired mid season. And then they bring in a brand new head coach who wasn't already in, right. who wasn't already right. part of the coaching staff. Like right. that's usually that's it's an interim trip. Yeah. Usually they just, promote the lead assistant to interim interim head coach for the rest of the year and then they conduct their search you know that's yeah. what usually happens and so that that relationship between Quinn Snyder and Trey is kind of yeah. gonna dictate like and I guess depending on how they how they fare in this uh in this yeah. first series in this first round um that might dictate what happens to Trey um, I would agree because there were reports earlier in the season that him and Nate McMillan really butted heads. Yeah, about about certain things. So I'm. It, it leads to it leads to the to the question to be asked: Is is Trey coachable? Can he be the face of a franchise? Can he be your best player? These are mm-hmm. all questions that we can't really answer right now. And you know another points to the Hawks uh, John Collins John Collins has been uh, been in trade conversations for a couple seasons Last now three years yeah yeah he signed that big ass max 100 plus million dollar contract and the Hawks have felt like he, the the production hasn't matched up with the salary right. so we might be looking at a completely different um, Hawks team next year, man. So with all that turmoil, I, I think there's, I think the Hawks got chemistry issues. Uh, so I agree with you, man. Uh, I'll, I'll take the Celtics in five games, unless, yeah. unless Trey has an outer body experience and they win both games at home. <laughs> uh, you know, Boston is the better team; they're the deeper team. Boston's not as good as they were defensively last year when they went to the finals but mm-hmm. they're still pretty damn good defensively and they still got the two best players in the league uh, in the league I'm sorry in the series <laughs> with uh, JT and JB man so yeah, yeah. Celtics in five for sure 3-6 uh, we got the Philadelphia 76ers at number three and the Boston the, sorry the Brooklyn Nets at six so Brooklyn Nets are visiting Philly first. Philly got that home court advantage. But what are your initial thoughts about this series? 
I like this series, man. I really do. Yeah. Uh, Brooklyn, Brooklyn is a lot more balanced now. I think they're playing a lot more free. Uh, they are finally they have finally uh, rid of themselves of the ghost of Kyrie and KD, and they can <laughs> finally move on. Uh, ben Simmons is all but gone. Uh, mm-hmm. Mikel, Br- Mikel Bridges has upped his scoring efforts uh, since being traded. So he's the, he looks like uh, you know if he keeps putting in the work he can be uh, the go-to guy yeah. for the Brooklyn Nets moving forward. For um, sure. I uh, Philly, you know, Philly they have a lot to prove. Uh, you know they've been really disappointing in the playoffs the last few years. Like they just can't get past the um, the second round. And Joker or not Joker, I'm sorry, Embiid is my pick for the MVP uh, this year. Uh, I definitely think that uh, he's been the best big all year. Um, He's definitely been a top five player all year, uh, shooing for first team all NBA. Uh, James Harden has kind of found his moves. He's comfortable now uh, in his year 14 season. He's comfortable with being, um, you know, Batman, or excuse me, not Batman, no longer Batman, but Robin said beats Batman is what, what, uh, was, what I was trying to say. Right. Leading, right. Le- le- leading the lead in, in, in assists. Uh, I really like, I, I'm not, you know me, bro. I'm a huge James Harden hater. So I'm glad, <laughs> I'm glad to see him kind of reinvent himself in a way where he's not jacking up three porters and he's not manipulating the refs for, uh, uh, you know, for foul calls, he's just like the setup guy, and he'll score when he has to score. But his main focus is to be a playmaker and set these guys up. Yeah, he's um, okay with being that number two. Yeah, for the first time in his career. Yeah. So um, I like this matchup. I think it's going to be a fun series. But given Philly's past playoff, um, you know, performances, I think this series goes at least six games. I do like the Sixers. Mm-hmm. But I'm picking them in six games. I don't think Brooklyn's right. just gonna lie down. I think right. they're gonna give them a pretty competitive series. Yeah, I I agree with you completely. Uh, I think I saw. I wouldn't be surprised if this series goes seven games. But I am picking Philly in six. Uh, to your point, the Brooklyn Nets have kind of. They, they seem happier as an organization because they're not tied to KD and Kyrie anymore. You know, they they've rid of they've ridded themselves of that pressure. Now, because they don't have all that pressure anymore, they can play free and they really have nothing to lose because they don't have like huge expectations and you know they don't have that star power. So because they don't have that pressure and because they don't have anything to lose i mean they they could pull off they, they could pull off a couple games probably even three yeah. games uh push it to a game seven or something but the reason i'm giving it to philly is because brooklyn just doesn't have that star power yet um Mikel bridges to your point might become that star in the future uh, yeah. Next year, I, I, next year, I'm expecting you know some pretty big things out of him. Considering right. you know he'll have a he'll have a summer to kind of develop himself into the go-to guy. But right. uh, yeah, this year they're not quite that. I mean, he's he's definitely a go-to player right now, but right. not in not for a whole series. And right. Philly just has. And to your point, like you know. Joel Embiid's an MVP candidate, and, right. and I, I expect him to dominate uh, this series because who's who especially on the inside? Who, yeah, who on the Nets roster can forward him? There's nobody. I mean, <laughs> inside, nobody. inside. I'll, I'll I'll give it to Nick Claxton. Nick Claxton has been solid defensively yeah. this year, but uh, he won't be able to because Joel can play inside. He can play outside. Um, so yeah. Just pulling, and, just pulling Claxton out is going to be right. tough for him to defend. And I worry that he'll get, you know, Claxton in uh, in foul trouble too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So the reason why I give Brooklyn the, the, the Brooklyn Nets two games is because they have multiple perimeter defenders that they can throw at Harden and Maxi. You know, they have to your point, they have Mikel, they have mm. 
Dorian Finney-Smith. They have the, they have uh, Spencer Dinwiddie. So they got they got guys with length that's six 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 seven guys that with length that have athleticism that can switch that can really guard the perimeter. So that's why I'll, I'll give Brooklyn two games mm. just to add that 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 point. Yeah, and just just a just a. Just to mention, because you mentioned that Joel Embiid is your MVP, Giannis yeah. is my MVP this year. So, okay, I'm not <laughs> mad at it. I, I'm not mad at it at all. I love Giannis, and actually, I thought Embiid should have been should have been MVP last year, personally. Yeah, you know, yeah. So, but uh, supposedly it was the miss the miss games, but yeah. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how they vote this year. We will see. <laughs> Would not be surprised if Giannis won his third, but I definitely I think it's Embiid's time. Right. Uh, 4-5 matchup in the East. We got the Cleveland Cavaliers and the New York Knicks. Um, this is going to be a close matchup. This is going to be nice. Yeah, it's going to be a really fun series, man. I'm looking forward to this series. Yeah, uh, I think this series is going to come down ultimately to who plays better defense. Um, Tom Thibodeau has been known to be a defensive-minded coach. Um, and with what the Knicks have been doing this year, they've shown that offensively they're they they're a team to be messed with. Um, yeah. That being said, Cleveland does have the star power with yeah. Donovan Donovan Mitchell. Um, Darius Garland is pretty good in his own right. Uh, Evan Mobley is still, you know, pretty solid. Probably one of the better stretch big men. Um, at least in the East, and then he was also just named finalist for Defensive Player of the Year this uh, today too. Was he? Yes, was he was. He? I didn't even notice yeah. that. Yes, he was. Wow, they just announced the pre. They just announced the uh, postseason awards today, and yeah, he's the finalist for Evan Mobley is a finalist for uh, Defensive Player of the Year. That's pretty interesting. Yeah, I did not expect that. <laughs> um, and then, and then Jared Allen. I mean. Talking about defense, Jared Allen's a pretty solid defender himself and really good rebounder. Um, the, that Swin Tower set over there is pretty freaking solid. Um, now that I say that, I kind of want to switch to to the Cavs, but I'm gonna stick with I'm gonna stick with my pick. Uh, I I got the Knicks in seven. I think I think they okay. just. I, I think they have a lot of momentum coming into the playoffs. Yeah. They're clicking at the right time. Um, Emmanuel quickly. Yeah, I cannot like, I cannot say how much I love this dude. Like, I just love six his man dude. of the year finalist too. Yeah, by the way, I, I, and to be honest, he might be my six man. It's between him and Brogdon for me. Right. Um, yeah. But I don't know who I don't know who the other finalists are for six man of the year. Actually, that six man of the year uh, race might be. Might be pretty tight if Bobby Portis is in it too. I think he is. I think Shit. to your point, I think it is. Is I think it's quickly Brogdon and uh, Bobby Portis. Portis. If I'm not mistaken, Ooh, that's yeah. gonna be that's gonna be that's gonna be hard because Bobby Portis is averaging a double double off the bench. Yeah. That yeah. is kind of crazy. But Emmanuel quickly has found his uh, has found his gro- groove and found his niche and role with the team, and he's playing it like extremely well um i yeah. think it'll it'll also come down to um julius randall's health right i'm assuming he's gonna be good to go um, yeah reports and, are saying he's gonna give it a go or at least try to give it a go for game one mm-hmm. he's gonna test out that ankle with yeah. pre-game warm-ups to see how he feels but i i think uh i think he's gonna play he he has a good reputation of playing under 100 yeah. percent. so i think yeah. he'll play yeah having that, a monster that year he's a soldier He's yeah, a, he's having a monster year too. Yeah, yeah, him and especially now with Jalen Brunson taking the right. taking a lot of the load off of him too, yeah. uh, just allows Randall to kind of free up and do do what he does. He doesn't have to worry yeah. about shouldering the whole load. Right. Um, yeah. So yeah, I got the Knicks in seven. Okay. Yeah, this is gonna be a fun series, bro. Uh, both these teams are evenly matched. Uh, I have it going seven. Uh, as well, but I am leaning more towards the Cavs. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like their I like their makeup just a little bit better. 
um, than the Knicks. Uh, just for the simple fact that traditionally, Tom Thibodeau teams, especially in the playoffs, in yeah. crucial moments, <laughs> really struggle to score the basketball. Right, and that's that's gonna that's that was their downfall when they made the playoffs a couple of years ago when they lost the first round to uh, the Hawks. That's the, also that why team, they went and got Jalen Brunson. Right, exactly. <laughs> and I like I like the addition of Josh Hart too. Mm-hmm. He's uh, a, a definitely a, 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 a Tim. Tom Thibodeau type of player. He's um, a Matt Gabriel remi- type of player. Yeah. Too. <laughs> <laughs> Reminiscent of like Luol Deng in, yeah. in his years in Chicago type player. But yeah, I got this series going the distance and I like the Cavs to pull uh, pull this series out in the close one at home in game seven on their home floor. Yeah, that, that's going to be that's going to be exciting to watch. But it's going to be a close series, bro. I think every Oh, yeah. Every game is going to be probably 10, po- 10 points or less. You know, it's going to be a very close, yeah. evenly matched series. So it, it's fun, man. It's going to be it's going to be fun to see the chess match between Thibodeau and uh, J.P. Bakerstaff. Right, right. Um, moving out west so that that uh, eighth seed game is still underway. And it's only a six-point game. With nine minutes, nine nine forty left in the second quarter, so uh, too early to tell. So we'll skip over to that two seven matchup. Oh man! Uh, let me just let me just say before we start with the West, this West playoff picture is ridiculous because literally anything can happen. Like it's it's extremely hard to predict what's going to happen in each of these series. A lot um, of good teams are going home in round one, bro. Oh yeah, oh yeah, they, going home it, round one. There's some, there's some um, home, home court teams, home like top four teams that yeah. are probably not even favored in their matchups. Right. So, right. Yeah. but and that being said, number two Memphis Grizzlies hosting your number seven Los Angeles Lakers. Yeah. So give me your I was, thoughts, man. <laughs> I, I was really trying to be as objective as possible with this one, man. Because when we first, right. we first drew Memphis. When, it, when we, when I found out we were going to play Memphis, and my initial thoughts was, "Damn, this is a bad matchup for us." Yeah, you know, just just for just because uh, Memphis's um, you know athleticism and the dynamicism of uh, length, yes, and the dynamics is the di- dynamicism of John Morant and his ability to take over the games and then um, you know so at first I'm like you know this is a bad matchup for us man we kind of struggle to make perimeter shots consistently and Memphis's uh, perimeter defense is near the near the top mm-hmm. but as I'm listening to you know the media pundits and I'm talking to my fellow Laker um, Laker fans, they're kind of they're kind of switch, switching the pendulum for for me a little bit, man. I just I feel like no disrespect to Ja, he's special, but I just feel like this Grizzlies team has a target on their back. You know what I mean? Oh, they're yeah. fucking arrogant as fuck. They talk a gang of shit. Yeah, and I just feel like a lot of like they're just not really well liked. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, pe- people, people didn't like the Warriors either, but they didn't like them for diff- for different reasons. I think that was more jealousy and envy than anything. But people right. really don't fucking like the Grizzlies, bro. Yeah. I don't like the motherfuckers either, bro. So Lakers and six, yeah, let's get it, Fuck bro. The <laughs> <laughs> Fuck the Grizzlies. Fuck the Grizzlies. Fuck Dylan Fuck Brooks. the Grizzlies, bro. Let's go, man. <laughs> Let me put my homer shit on, man. Lake show and six, bro. We out here. Yeah, I said it. <laughs> Man, this is this is tough because, I mean, the the Grizzlies have been like one of the better teams in the West uh, for a good portion of the season. Like, I think there was probably only a couple weeks where they were like in that lower, in that lower of the that lower echelon of the top eight. So, and then all of a sudden they stayed in the top three for like the rest of the season. Um, but man, this is tough. Um, it is because, like it's you a said, very, very well like, coached team, man. Yeah. Very well coached, very good and defensively. Like, 
and to, to to like to your point their their coach their coaching staff has done a tremendous job considering in the beginning of the season you were without uh Jaron Jackson Jr for well, a bunch of games and then all of a sudden you're without John Morant for a bunch of games and then um you know you're dealing with you know you're you're without Desmond Bain for a bunch of games and then you're dealing with the whole stupid ass Dylan Brooks yeah. for the whole season being right. just being not stupid not to mention both Brandon Clark and Steven Adams are not going to play due to season right. the injuries too right and so, so, so now you're fucking dominate so Ain't now you're fucking dominate <laughs> exactly so now you're big man after Jaron Jackson Jr you got Santi Aldama who's a rookie and just yeah. he's he really doesn't know like he doesn't have that experience and then you have xavier tillman who i mean he's a big body but he's not that great um and that's really it yeah as far as bigs so i mean like who do you put at you know you who, who are you playing at power forward you know later in the game to come in or whoever it is um but yeah it's and like you said you know their athleticism gives Lakers some trouble. Yeah, it gives us a lot of trouble. Um, I do think so I think the X factor in the series is gonna be Jared Vanderbilt and how he does defensively, um, especially when they try to especially when you guys end up switching and then like Memphis tries to get jaw on one of your big men. If Jared Vanderbilt can if and I, I believe Jared Vanderbilt will be able to hold his ground against Ja, but I don't know. It's it's that I, I, like I said, I think he's gonna be the X Factor. That being said, I think I, I'm gonna give it to you guys in six too. I'm gonna give it to you guys in six because I for, first of all, fuck the Grizzlies. <laughs> second, second of all, and like you know I hate the Lakers. Uh, yeah. You know I hate yeah, the Lakers. Yeah. But uh, fuck the Grizzlies. Yeah. Fuck Dylan Brooks. Yeah. Dylan Brooks <laughs> is gonna be the downfall of the Grizzlies. Yeah. Motherfucker ain't proved shit. Yeah. And he talking nah, he talking a whole bunch of shit. Yeah, so. a lot, a lot, bro. With that perm fucking Cat Williams type hair, there he need to sit the fuck down with that. He shit. looks like a fucking bro, rat, dude. <laughs> he looks like a fucking rat. <laughs> I got a couple of X factors for this series. Uh, my first X factor is Dennis Schroeder. Uh, mm, I need him, I need him to be an absolutely pest on defense. Like I need uh, he's not nobody can stop John. Like John's that special. John's right. just out of this world. But he if he can just frustrate John, you know, get John on his hip. Mm-hmm. Can get him to take tough shots, and maybe even get him into foul trouble. That'll definitely increase our chances. But my biggest X factor for the Lakers in this series is Anthony Davis. He has to fucking dominate. Like I, like we already touched on, the Memphis Bigs are 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 not potent like that. They're missing two other top big, two bigs, two two seasoned injuries. And you only have the only matchup that you have really is Jared Jackson Jr., who's also a defensive player of the year candidate, who's a great young player. I like his game a lot, but AD is the is the more talented of the two. Uh so AD's gonna have to dominate that matchup as well as dominate um defensively too. And I just pray to yeah. God, pray to God this man doesn't pull a hamstring, pull a gore growing. <laughs> breaks a foot sprains an ankle like i need this man to stay healthy (laughs) if he's if he's healthy and he dominates i like our chances so that's my biggest my biggest uh x factor as far as lebron is concerned grizzlies got multiple guys that they can put on it put on him so um i know i know what i'm gonna get out of lebron but i can't expect lebron at 38 years old to lead us Mm-hmm. To this playoff series victory, it has to be on AD's shoulders. Has to be for sure, for sure. And I mean, he started off the season that way, so yeah. Only right, he tried to close it out that way. Too. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> definitely, um, definitely. Yeah. 
And hopefully D'Lo can hit some shots, take some pressure yeah, off. Yeah, D'Lo's been in my A, bro. I yeah. didn't even know that motherfucker was in the arena on Tuesday, bro. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, come on, man. Like, <laughs> put an APB out on that man. Like, stay on Snapchat. He only, has, you. he only has like two points, right? Yeah, something like that. Shot. He was terrible, bro. <laughs> he was terrible. And I thought he'd be motivated to play since against his former team. But yeah, he was... Yeah, he was on the bench a good portion of that game because yeah, he couldn't find sh- he couldn't hit shots. Yeah. All right, moving on to three six matchup. This is my matchup. Ooh. The third seeded Kings, Ooh. young up and comers, the surprise team of the season. I I gotta say, surprise team of the season. Yes, uh, yes, and yes. my sixth seed, Golden State Warriors. Uh, first. I'm so glad that we drew the Kings. Yeah. Um, instead of the Suns. <laughs> Not that I'm afraid to, of the think, Suns. I think but... everybody wanted to play the Kings first round. I know I did. <laughs> I mean, I not I that. Not that I'm afraid of the Suns. Um, yeah. I mean, obviously it would have been a tougher matchup, but yeah. um, I think just being able to shorten the travel. Uh, in the first round is gonna yeah. help is gonna help the Warriors. Um, that's a very good point. Being an older veteran team, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah solid yeah, point for sure. And then also to kind of help uh, ease Andrew Wiggins back into the lineup, um, we did he's get supposed confirmation to be playing, yesterday. right? Yeah, we he's we did playing? get confirmation okay. yesterday that he's gonna be playing Thanks. in uh, game one. So uh, welcome back, Wiggs. Yeah, it's a welcome big boost back, for Wiggs. you guys. Man, if he would have played like he was playing last year, if he would, he could have been a defensive player of the year candidate this year. But oh, for sure. <laughs> um regardless, this matchup again, like you, I was trying to be objective. Um and like realistic. I cuz don't get me wrong, the King Mike Brown coach of the year. Uh my my pick for coach of the year. Oh yeah. Hands down, and yeah, I would agree with that. They that team, one of the best. I think they, I think they're like the fifth best rated, top rated offense or something like that. Yeah. Um. But I got my Warriors in five because the Kings defense mm-hmm. is trash. Yeah, the Kings they're like ranked defense is trash or something like yeah. that. They're yeah, at the bottom. Yeah. And don't don't get me wrong, our defense is hella great. It's not like it's not the number two defense we were last year, uh, only yeah. second to uh, the Boston Celtics. But but the I think I think the experience of the Warriors for one, um, because no one no one really on the Kings have really tasted the playoffs like this, um, except for Harrison Barnes. Except for Harrison Barnes, um, yeah. and. He, I mean, he he'll probably be a little bit of a vocal leader, but he's not yeah. like he's not that guy. Um, right. And then, so the the experience of the Warriors, and then just the fact that I mean, it's the playoffs now. We got everyone back. We started to gel at the end of the season, especially once we got yeah. GP two back. GP two yeah. has been that missing piece for us defensively uh, for all for the entire season because. Where we struggled defensively, I mean, there was a lot of defensive struggles, but where it all started was the point of attack, and that's what GP2 did for us last year. Uh, And then just the fact that he fits in so well, uh, fits in like a glove, pun intended. (laughs) Um, But, man, and and the fact that Andrew Wiggins is coming back kind of give us somebody who's dependable uh scoring he's gonna get you know he's gonna get his consistent what like 14 points 12 12 to 17 points uh in there and then uh might even come up with some bigger games some 20 point games and then just being that extra defender that we could put on the better perimeter players of the opposing team um that being said the i mean who's who, who who can we not stop on the on the Kings? I mean, De'Aaron Fox is going to get his. Shit, is pretty, get his pretty much shit. everybody. But then you got yeah. you got Kevin Herter. I mean, you got yeah. Andrew Wiggins' length on Kevin Herter. 
Right. Ke- Keegan Murray? <laughs> Rookie Keegan oh. Murray? I mean, and then Harrison yeah, Barnes? I mean, you look at the matchup, I mean, I, I don't know. Yeah, I'll, take, I'll take the Warriors all day. I mean, that's may, that may be me being yeah. homer, but... Yeah. So I got, yeah, I got, I got, I got you, the Dubs bro. in five. Uh, yeah. I got I got the Dubs in six. Um, yeah, this is this, this it's interesting because you know, you know, shouts out to Sacramento, you know, first trip back in the back in the postseason uh, since 2006. That's a huge accomplishment. Uh, we were both in agreement that Mike Brown is most definitely the coach of the year. He's the most deserving of our both far opinions, but to draw, to draw the defending champs first <laughs> round, that's that's a tough, tough, tough task. And at the end of the day, the best player in this series is, it wears three zero. And I know the Warriors haven't been road warriors at all uh, on the road this year. I think y'all only won like what nine games, ten games on the road this year. Um, eleven. 11 excuse me so if y'all but, just I mean to be fair those those last two were throwaway games so <laughs> yeah <laughs> they were tanking so so if you, yeah so if y'all could just go out game one tomorrow tomorrow night game one take game one and then go back to chase uh split bro y'all not losing at home <laughs> y'all yeah. are not losing at yeah. home I don't give no, a that, fuck that, what that anybody says y'all are not losing at chase bro so you can still game one, come back home, uh, tied one one. I think advantage Warriors. So I'm picking the Warriors in six games. You you being a little generous, giving the Kings two games. <laughs> I'm giving so, them two games just, just for the simple fact that it's Mike Brown. He knows your yeah. tendencies. You know, True. he knows your tendencies. Well, we also know his tendencies. Yeah. And so I mean, so Steve Kerr is the. And to, to sorry, sorry to cut you off, but um, part of part of part of what gave me the confidence to say to make it a shorter series is, and I, I was tempted to say a sweep, but part part of why uh, I wanted to make it a sh- or I have the confidence to make it a shorter series is because the Kings are one of the worst home teams in the playoffs. Um, that coupled with the fact that their defense that's sucks. another fun fact so i mean if yeah. we're i mean we're we're not a great road team but if we're going against a bad home team on the road then yeah i'll, I'll take the experience over that any day right <laughs> yeah yeah definitely definitely going with the experience factor too um that what i was gonna say is the chess match between steve yeah. kerr and mike brown that'll be because they these two got a ton of respect for each other, but for sure. one thing I respect so much about Steve Kerr, especially in the playoffs, that he is just the ultimate chess player. Like his his adjustments are not adjustments. only timely, not only timely, bro, but it, they're just they're like they're fucking genius, damn <laughs> <here>, bro. Like <laughs> they're, they're like really like you do some risky shit. He'll do some risky shit by starting this player over this player. You'll be like, uh, I don't know, man. And then it works out and y'all win. I'll be like, damn, man. Like, yeah, you might I've always see, respected that about him, you know? You might see a starting lineup with with Dante and GP2 starting with Draymond. Right, right. And you, you be got, thinking you that got he's Looney fucking crazy, but it bench. works. Right. You'd be yeah. thinking he's fucking crazy, but he knows how to push the right buttons. So, yeah. Yeah, it should be a fun series, man. Like, uh, mm-hmm. You know, this is the first time I think ever that all four California teams are in the playoffs. So it's an exciting time for yeah. California basketball, for real. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. And there, what's crazy is there is, and it's not likely because the Clippers are uh, facing the Suns, and we're going to talk about that too. But there is a road where the Warriors can get to the finals without leaving California. Until the finals, it's true. Because that the next matchup true. would be against, could be against the Lakers. Yeah. The matchup after that could be against the Clippers, and then the finals yep. where we would meet whoever. But yep. again, not likely. Just saying. <laughs> yeah, that'd be. It's definitely a possibility. Um. Definitely a possibility. 
That being said, moving on to the 4-5 matchup. This matchup, I think, isn't going to be as close as people say. <laughs> okay. But yep. um, that Paul George team. injury hurts. Yeah. Hurts the Clippers a yeah. lot. And, that, and that's why. Um, and we got the fourth-seeded Suns against the fifth-seeded Clippers. Um, Kawhi and the Clippers. I mean, Kawhi's going to win you some games. Yeah. Uh, regardless. Um, and then you got KD. That's going to be an interesting matchup to watch, though. Kawhi yeah. versus KD. Because um, yeah. Kawhi, obviously, one of the best defenders, if not the best uh, on-ball defender in the league when yeah. healthy and and focused. Um, and then KD, probably the best offensively skilled, maybe even like overall skilled and yeah. talented player um, in the league. Uh, I got the Suns in five. Um, like we, like we, like you hit on. You know, P- PG being injured is gonna hurt them, and they did say that he's not gonna play until he's really close to 100. Um, yeah. So that kind of gives me the. Not the not the confidence. What's the opposite of confidence? Like the the lack of confidence. Whatever <laughs> that 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 kind of makes me think that PG is not even really close right now. Yeah, yeah. Because otherwise they would have said, "Oh, yeah, he's gonna be he's gonna play in the first round for sure." Right. Um, and yeah, Kawhi is gonna win you a game, but I think the Suns just have too much firepower, too much star yeah. power. Um, and even though they're kind of top heavy, I think it's just going to be too much for the first round. So I got the Suns in five. Yeah, all good points. You know, uh, Phoenix is definitely top heavy as hell, and that kind of that kind of gives me some concerns about them moving forward. Uh, I definitely feel like they're going to win this matchup, but I think it's going to be in either six, possibly seven. Uh, and the reason why I say that is because, yes, losing Paul George really hurts. But the, the the luxury that the Clippers have is that they still have, minus Paul George, they still have one of the most deepest, uh, most versatile deep rosters yeah. uh, in the league, if in the entire league, if that. You know, they do they do have that versatility, and. Um, they have a lot of guys that can score on the perimeter. Uh, the one-on-one matchup between Kawhi Leonard and, and Kevin Kevin Durant is going to be fun. It's going to be box office. Uh, you know, Devin Booker, I think, is going to really have a phenomenal series because I think the Clippers are going to throw so much attention at Kevin Durant. Um, but yeah, I'm not going to sleep on the Clippers. I think they have yeah. a, they have enough. They have enough offensive firepower. They have enough depth. They have enough versatility to push Phoenix to six or seven games. I do like Phoenix, um, but I'm leaning more towards Phoenix in seven. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I'm. Man, don't get me wrong. I'm rooting. I'm rooting for not the Clippers, but I'm rooting for Kawhi. <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm rooting for Russ. Because I yeah. think I think he he took a lot of heat that was very yeah. undeserving, uh, very very unfair. I mean, we've said it on this pod multiple times. His tie with the Lakers was not a good fit for right. him or the franchise. But for him to be scapegoated the way that he the way that he was, something that I didn't agree with. I mean, the dude played hard for us. You know, he really did. He played hard for and us. He played every game he could. Right. Right. He was Except available. Six man road. Yeah. Right. Played a yeah. six-man role for us. Like, Played it pretty well. Yeah. Um, and where I think, where I think the Clippers fucked themselves, um, because I mean, and you make a great point with their depth. But part of that depth, where I think they fucked themselves, was they didn't give uh, Nick Batum and Robert Covington as much of a chance to get in rhythm this season. Uh, right. They were they were riding the bench for a lot of the season, um, yeah. and 
it was only probably the last five games where they were trying to get them more heavily involved and mostly because they didn't have Paul George right so they're trying to see what they can get out of him but um we'll see I it's gonna be I mean it, on paper it's a really good matchup oh yeah and phenomenal we'll see, matchup we'll see how yeah. if Paul George comes back uh yeah. within the first you know within those first three games then yeah. we could be talking a whole different story you could yeah. be spot on with that with that seven game series yeah. and yeah yeah it, would, it really all depends on <laughs> their paul george's health really yeah. could dictate where this series yeah. goes right um, the last matchup so it's only halftime of the <laughs> of this playing game and the Timberwolves are up 10 so and, but we know they could fuck shit up quick yeah, yeah. <laughs> with, how, with, with how they play man yeah but let's alright let's uh let's just talk about the Nuggets first um a lot of people think that Jokic might get his third uh MVP in a row and he should I'm not saying but... I'm, I'm not saying <laughs> he he's deserving I'm not saying he's. I'm not saying he's not deserving, but I do think that the other two candidates uh, have made a case to be more deserving. Yeah. At least, at least from what we see. Um, yeah. I, I mean, Joel Embiid's case is obvious. Uh, yeah. For me, uh, I I think Giannis has just been so consistent throughout the whole year that yeah. I, that I would give it to him, um, and he does it on both sides of the floor. Um, just like Embiid does it on both sides of the floor. Um, if it, if it was the best offensive player or offensive player of the year award, okay, you could yeah. give it to Jokic. But, yeah. but MVP, nah. Um, but let's talk about if we. All right, if it's if it's a Thunder, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the Nuggets in a sweep. If it's the Pelicans. Yeah. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take the Nuggets in six. I think the Pelicans' athleticism. Pelicans are done. Pelicans are done, bro. Not the Pelicans, the Timberwolves. Timberwolves. Gosh. (laughs) (laughs) But if it's the if that changes my that changes my prediction. If it's if it's the Timberwolves, I'll give I'll give the Timberwolves a game because I think Ant will I think Ant will can win them a game. The only thing is, I don't know about where Rudy Gobert's head is at. Um, Yeah. So, but either way, I got the Nuggets winning pretty quick. Yeah, Yeah, I'm with you as well. If it's if the Thunder uh, make a comeback and steal this game on the road, it's gonna be a quick series. They'll get them out of there at four in four. If it's the Timberwolves, I like. I like. I still like the Denver Nuggets in five games as well. Uh, Minnesota just really just is really just they're not a very poised team with adversity. Mm-hmm. Uh, they tend to crumble under pressure. Uh, you know, you saw last year in the playoffs they had a twenty-point lead in like three games, maybe four. Yeah, and they ended up losing that series because they took bad shots. Um, they were terrible defensively. They couldn't score, and like they're just the team that just really just for some reason continues to get in their own way. So yeah. I- I'm still taking Denver, but I'm taking them in five games if they if they were to play the Minnesota Timberwolves. Yeah, they're just and- Minnesota's just not mentally talented. <laughs> Talent-wise, they're very talented, but mentally, they're not very. They're not a very mentally uh, strong team, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, Cat's still not in shape, in playing yeah. shape. So, <laughs> and right. to to OKC's to OKC's uh, benefit though or favor, I, maybe just to say something good about OKC, Stay is having an incredible year. Oh yeah. So definitely can't take anything definitely. away from them, but I just as a team, I don't think they have, they'll have it against the Nuggets. Yeah, I mean they um, they 
they really did good just to be in this position because people expected sure. them to win like 22 games this year. <laughs> I think, actually, I think yeah. the over-under was like 13 games after yeah. Chet went down. So Right, exactly. Exactly. So they have a bright, bright future ahead of them. They'll yeah. get Chet healthy. They got a thousand first-round picks. So <laughs> they're, they're only going to get better, bro. So sky's the limit at OKC, but I think they're a year away. Yeah. I'm, if you're an OKC fan, you're excited yeah. because because of what you've seen this year and yeah. what we what you have ahead of you. Because I mean, check coming back, you have yeah. all those picks. Um, yeah. you got a legit star, game. and yeah, you got a legit star and shy shy Gilgis Alexander. Yeah, and, yeah. and Giddy's nice too, bro. I, I've never seen him Giddy's play that nice. much, but Giddy is nice. Um, and both Jalen Williams. Yeah. The, so the the perimeter Jalen Williams, he's yeah. dynamic scorer. He could yeah. work on his defense, um, but and the big Jalen Williams, he's finding his role, man. He's finding his footing yeah. in the league. So yeah. they 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 got a bright future ahead of them. Absolutely. Um, but yeah. So that's all of the matchups. I think we picked pretty much all the same teams except for that. Cleveland and New York series. So right. Yeah. That's that's gonna be where that's where we that's where we're gonna put our our money on, man. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Most definitely. But yeah. So, uh, just other than that, you know, looking forward to the second round. Um, I think that second round is where we're gonna see like the best basketball. Yeah. Because then you got yep. rid of you got rid of all the all the teams that weren't really supposed yeah. to or weren't really meant to be in the playoffs, yeah. uh, and then you got everyone's all battle tested. We'll see how much rest everyone gets. Yep. Exactly. But yeah. Yep. All right, and that's all the time we got for today. Um, yes, sir. We want to thank you all for tuning into this episode of the Killer Crossover Podcast. You can find us on Instagram at the Killer Crossover Podcast, and you can find me on Twitter at E M A N K O A and Mo. You can find me on Twitter as well. Uh, your boy Mo eighty seven. Again, like and my boy E said, you can find us on Instagram as well. Yep. At the Killer Crossover Podcast. Yes, sir. At the Killer Crossover Podcast on IG. Yes, sir. And before we sign out, I would be remiss if I did not wish my boy, my brother, a belated happy birthday uh, from this past Tuesday. This past Tuesday. It was Tuesday. Yeah. Tuesday. I'm all mixed up with my days. But did remember it was your birthday on Tuesday so again belated happy birthday to Mo Uh, it's been it's been a great journey and we're still going man we're still going we're still going man we're still going (laughs) strong bro we ain't going nowhere we're gonna keep getting better yes sir all right and we are out peace peace